defended by Simmons. Is this the tiger? Battleborn Phantom. Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Lease Podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Anselmo. Here with my co-host, Mitchell Weatherall. Mitch, today's episode is going to be a fun one. We're going to recap the back-to-back where the Leafs were victorious in both games against some very good opposition. But let's get started with the game against the Bruins. But first, before we go, how have you been doing? It's been a little while, and what is your thoughts on the Leafs so far? Yeah, man, it's been a while. It's nice to be back on the show get chatting about them again honestly man i have i've had mixed emotions about this roster and this team for ever well actually ever since the season started but now i'm looking out at the past few games and i'm starting to shift a bit towards the good side actually and i was really impressed yesterday boston was a big win philly they had to win like philly was just such a must win but yesterday yesterday really struck me because they're coming off the back-to-back they're they're flying out to carolina a lot of people, like even myself, I thought, oh, they're going to drop this game. It's a back-to-back. Like, Shogren, like, they had the start. Samsonov's hurt. We didn't know the situation with him. And I just thought they were going to drop it, but they pulled through JT and Nylander. That was just an awesome game. So I've been really impressed how they've been playing, and it just shows, like, what I've been seeing is this team plays better against top teams. And the biggest issue with them, I think, is they're just they're just taking these, like, light teams too, like, like these – Weaker teams just way too lately, like the Arizona, the West Coast effect, I like to call it, all those teams, and they're just like, they're must-win games, and they're just, uh, they're, they're just taking them way too lately, and that was their biggest problem, but now playing like Philly and Boston and Carolina, like, these are games they have to work for, and it's just not going to be a breeze anymore, and I've been noticing that too, like, the Leafs, like, they've had to work for all the all these games this year, and it's like, they haven't been easy, and I think that's what this group needs, if they want to get out of this first round, they need challenge, and they, they like, have, like I'd rather see them have their backs against the wall and like just fight through like they did yesterday. So, I mean, Nylander and JT pulled through, no surprise there, but I was just really impressed. And I expect like a big spark in momentum with them uh, moving forward. My only biggest concern with them is their goaltending. I'm like, Murray, we've seen, he's been out for a month and a half now. Samsonov goes down Saturday, we don't really extend. I kind of have hope in Chalgren. Like, I think he can hold the fork, but I like I wouldn't rely on him too long. And like I said, like we've we like we've seen our goaltending. Like it's totally changed this year. They're moving on from Soup, and now they're they're with Murray now. And we all know his injury problems, but like again, what he can bring is just awesome. So, and then the Samsonov sign, I I found was just great too. Like we all know Murray was going to go down eventually. So what he brought. In that month, month and a half time span, while he's been out, it's just been amazing too. So this team, their their backs are against the wall for goaltending, and their defense, it's always been shaky. Like Hall, Muzzin, like they're definitely the biggest two liabilities on this team. But again, like this, they're like they're pulling through, and like they knew like what was at stake. And if if they continued what happened, with what I like to call the West Coast effect, then like jobs like. They're, they're on the line, like, everyone was saying, fire to this, get rid of Keith. Well, first of all, like, I don't think Keith's the biggest issue. I don't think firing Keith is the biggest issue because I noticed in that Ducks game, 
if he didn't challenge that goal, they would have never got a point out of that game. So if that goal wasn't challenged, that's just another loss in the books. So again, they're pulling through. I'm really liking what they're seeing, and I'm interested to see how tomorrow's going to play out with Vegas. Like we all know, Vegas like missed the playoffs last year. A lot of question marks again. Minimal goaltending, but I I think the Leafs can pull through again tomorrow. Back up on ice, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, you made some interesting points there. You brought up the the coach's challenge. You know, honestly, I don't know how much that actually was Keith, because now we all know that you know these NHL teams have these coaches uh, that sit upstairs and you know the video uh, review guys, and they kind of give the signal to the head coaches when they should challenge and when they shouldn't. The video coaches, um, but no, like you were right, Keith. To me, started off the season, things were a little tight. You know, I, I think as it should have been. Now. If the Leafs were dropping these games and the media was all, you know, happy and, you know, there wasn't really any pressure, I don't want that either. But I think there was way too much negativity. There was too much hate. I even went out and wrote an article uh, for InsideTheRink.com if you want to check on my work there. Uh, I write post-game articles, news, all stuff like that that cover the Leafs and the Seattle Kraken. And I wrote more of an article that was coming from a positive perspective. And, you know, I talked about number one was how good Elias Samsonov's been. And the second thing I brought up was, you know, how the analytics are promising that Matthews is going to start scoring real soon. He's been snake bitten a little bit. And the third point I wrote about was the return of Timothy Lilligren and Jordy Ben. Those are huge additions that, I, in my opinion, at the time weren't even looked at, uh, you know, when people were talking about firing Keefe and stuff like that. But going back to your point about Samsonov, which I talked about in my article, was that, you know, Samsonov has really hit it out of the park so far this season. He was impressive in all games. There wasn't really any games where I was like, you know what, Samsonov really, you know, laid a stinker. He was solid in everything. Um, he made the hard shots saves, which is always what you want to see. But my favorite thing about him was that the easy saves and the simple saves, usually he had those and he made it look easy like they should be. And to me, that is important for a Leafs defense that we know, you know, it's still a little younger. Uh, they do have their veterans, but there is, there's some lapses at times in certain moments where a goaltender that's, you know, aggressive and uh, plays that, you know, vintage style like a Marc-Andre Fleury or Jonathan Quick, that could, you know, not work so well with this Leafs team. We saw the last year with Jack Campbell, right? He likes to be very um, mobile and quick and stuff like that, where sometimes that could get him out of position. And, you know, Shalgren is one that plays a very calm style game, which I love. Same with Matt Murray. It looks like they really targeted goaltenders like that in the offseason. Uh, Samsonov, though, he's a little bit more, uh, I guess, active than Murray when he's in the blue paint. But still, credit to Samsonov. He's had a great season so far. And you're right, it was a crushing blow when he was out, you know, now listed as IR. I think we should get more information on the injury coming tomorrow. Our friend TML in Van, uh, he actually tweeted out saying that he, he got some good news uh, on Ilya Samsonov and that it was only supposed to be short term. I forget the exact words, but I think he said it was almost about a week. So shout out to Marty Zilstra for that. Um, that is a must follow on Twitter. He's also the artist of our closing song, which is a, an absolute banger. So make sure you go check him out and his work. He also has a podcast, Sports is Fun. I highly recommend that as well. So, you know, that's good news on Samsonov's front. But, you know, to me, it's going to be interesting to see how is Shogren going to handle the foreseeable future? And we're going to dive more into this Vegas game now which, you know, we're recording this on the Monday, so whoever's listening to this right now is probably going to hear it on the Tuesday. So on game day, Mitch, the Vegas Golden Knights, we've already seen them so far this season. We know Shogren's going to be the guy in net. He's likely going to go up against Thompson. 
Uh, Logan's been absolutely amazing so far this season. Same with their backup, Adam Hill. Uh, you know, it's a toss-up who plays. I'm expecting Thompson. Uh, Thompson had a really good game against the Maple Leafs last time. Yes, there was a couple goal posts that were hit, but I thought the Leafs played good in Vegas uh, despite, you know, losing that game. It was closed right in the third period. They kind of faltered. But is there any, you know, things you're going to look out for tomorrow night just from the start of it as we look at this game? Because Jack Eichel against Austin Matthews is always a great matchup. Uh, I think just a quick start for the Leafs and just not giving up, like, when the, when they get down. Like, I think I think if this team gets off to a hot start, they're good. And I'm interested to see how Shalgren does tomorrow night. I think he played great against Carolina. And I, I think he carried that momentum uh, heading into tomorrow, but I wouldn't rely on him for too long. So I think he'll hold the fort for the time being, though. But I think the Leafs' biggest – I think the Leafs just need to score and, and get off to a good start. And no, no stupid mistakes in the defensive zone. That's been biting them, too. So I think we all know those issues, but I think just a quick start, limit those like turnovers and defensive zone mistakes, and I think we'll be all right tomorrow. They've taken down three good top teams. Vegas are not as good as Boston, Carolina, or Philly this year. Again, I wouldn't take them lightly, but I think like I think the Leafs can pull through them off. They get off to a quick start. They uh, no offensive mistakes. They'll be good to go. They just gotta like and the rallying back leads with the biggest thing too. I know like scoring like they weren't off. Neither teams actually were off the gate when uh in the Carolina game, but if they get off to a quick start, they'll be good to go. So I'm looking forward to see what happens. Yeah, you know, one thing about the Vegas Golden Knights is they're having a great start for sure. They're one of the better teams in the league right now. They they're on that Boston Bruins kind of level with starts and how productive they've been. But one thing when I noticed looking at their roster is their top six has had a really nice start, right? Like their top six is pretty heavy in terms of talent. Uh, their bottom six is where I kind of feel like you can capitalize guys like Keegan Colsar. Nick Raw, I have to say, I love him as a player. I think he's, you know, very good in terms of the two-way aspect, the two-way aspects of the game. Um, but anyways, going back to my point, if you are able to kind of close out the Jack Eichel line, even shut down William Carlson, who's had a nice season so far, I think you could have success here from the Maple Leafs perspective, despite having your third string goaltender in net right now. Um, but it's going to be all up on the star players, in my opinion. We know Vegas has, you know, some real star talent. Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, like I said, have had some really nice starts to the season. Uh, Riley Smith is a guy that I think doesn't get a lot of credit. I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie. I am actually very scared for Riley Smith tomorrow night because, you know, it's his hometown, <laughs> Toronto. Um, for some reason, it's either ex-Leafs or hometown heroes, I guess, that always seem to have great games against the blue and white. But... You know, I just want to see some structure in this game. We saw how the Leafs played in Carolina. Um, they, they're really determined to win that game, right, for Shawgren. It looked like they really tightened up defensively. If you went back and watched, like, John Tavares as the center, you know, centering that second line, he was kind of really deep in terms of, you know, the structure of the Leafs system uh, when they were defending. Usually he's kind of either, you know, attacking straight on in your face and, you know, at the high point. But he was really staying back kind of you know neutralizing the hurricanes offense and this is a hurricanes team that you know they don't have the star power right i tweeted this out before the game they don't have the names to compete they don't have anybody on the matthews or mcdavid dry level they do have though some really good players in sebastian aho Svechnikov. you know you go through the list um there, there's tons of talent on carolina their defense is awesome but they are going to look to outwork you and they're going to beat you off effort and determination and last night i thought the leafs 
beat them at their own game, especially on the Nylander play that was just pure off effort after having what felt like a two-minute shift before that. He went out and beat one of the best defensive defensemen in the league in Jacob Slavin with that beautiful one-hand reception of the Austin Matthews pass. And to me, that was a very impressive result. Shalgren, like I said, he was a rock. He made... I think he he finished the night with a 2.9 goal saved above expected, which is awesome. Uh, anytime you're above a plus, really, is extremely good for a goaltender. But the fact that he was almost close to three at goal saved above expected, he was strong all night long. And if he can continue that tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena, there's no reason not to like the Maple Leafs odds in this one with how hot they have been coming into this game. Now, there is ways the Leafs can lose this, right? Like, if they start off slow... This Vegas Golden Knights team, they like to get on the start early. And, you know, Bruce Cassidy as their coach, he's a phenomenal coach, man. His structure with this Golden Knights team, you know, this is his first season with them, and they look great. They don't give up many shots. Now, are you a little nervous about Logan Thompson if he does get the start? Because he really kept the Vegas Golden Knights in in the first game. Yeah, easily. He can they at least can easily run into a hot goal, and that'll be their biggest issue. I think they're. I think the quick start is going to be their biggest key, especially if Vegas is well known for that. Like the Leafs got to get to them quick. Like they can't be. I don't like the thing about the Carolina game. Like I got a bit worried because like they showed up at the end, which was great. But I think they got to show up all three periods. So I think quick start will be important tomorrow. Like they can't be rolling in zero zero anymore in the third period. They got to get off quickly and set set the tone of this game quick. Yeah, no, you're you're right there for sure. And Riley Smith, you know, going back to him, he's a guy that I, I've really noticed, you know, shooting from the right side of the ice most of the time. He's a left-hand shot, but he plays on his off wing. He brings so much to this Vegas Golden Knights offense. And the problem is, you know, you're you're obviously going to look at the Eichel line, right? Eichel, Stone, Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson is an awesome player in my opinion. But, you know, you obviously look at, you know, the, the top lines and then, it's that second line that I'm really nervous about, like Marcia So and William Carlson. Like those guys are quick, man. And it, you know, it all it takes is one early bad bounce for Marcia So to streak in on a breakaway and score the opening goal of the game. I think Marcia So actually leads the Golden Knights in opening goals to start games. So that's something to watch for. I'm not 100 percent sure. I just remember seeing a stat on that a few days ago or something like that, where he was one of the highest uh, on the Golden Knights. So. Watch out for Marshall's quick start because he's got speed, man, and he plays on the opposite, so the opposite of Riley Smith. So he's a right-hand shot on the left side, and he gets a lot of looks, and that's a very creative line. They've been together since the expansion draft, their first season when they went to the Stanley Cup final, and that's you know a line that I- I'm going to be watching out for, man. I-, I have to say it. like I'm trying to warn listeners in advance to watch out for that line because, yes, we know how great Eichel is, and we know how good Mark Stone is, and Chandler Stevenson as well, but... That second line, man, they have been killer so far this season, and they're quick. Are you nervous about that second line? Yeah, a little bit. The biggest single got me, though, is like you said, is the chemistry. They've been there since that team's been built, so they can always strike through, and you never know. I feel like Marshall, he's a bit of a leaf killer. You never know. Him. But, uh, yeah, no, they've had chemistry for a while, and that's why they're kept together. So, yeah, it's, they've been here since the start. It's one line, like, I don't know, Vegas, like, they're a funny team to me. Like, I am a bit iffy about tomorrow. Like, you, the Leafs can easily drop this game. But, like, they're, they are riding hot. But, like, just, I think Vegas, like, they all, they have, so, like, such good chemistry. It's just always been there from the beginning. Even with, like, their new additions, like, too. Like, they've all always fit in and stuff. Like, they're making Eichel fit in well. But just, like, the Marsha Salt, the Carlson, like, and even the Riley Smith. Like, they're just... Those are guys that have been there since the beginning. They're relied upon leaders. 
it, honestly, they're just like they're guys that can strike quick. So just that chemistry there is what I really like about Vegas. Is they're just a well built team with great chemistry, and they they built it so quick, and that can easily kill the Leafs. So that's something to watch out for on their end. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about their defensemen. They have a good decor. You know, Alex Pitarangelo, he's arguably their, I guess, workhorse uh, defenseman. Right-hand shot, we all know how great he is, local guy. Uh, there's been talk tons of times about bringing him to the lease, which I guess is never going to happen, and we all thought it was close in free agency. But you look across to the left side, Theodore is just insane. Shea Theodore, like, what he can do is just – like wow like he for a left-hand shot he's such a fluent skater he's always so dangerous in the offensive zone this pairing they kind of have like a 1a 1a and you know they don't stay with each other the whole game they kind of split up they balance it alex martinez is a guy who you know eats a ton of blocks he is awesome he is an all-around defenseman that you want if you are trying to be a contender in this league alex martinez formerly of the los angeles kings and then you you go down nick hag as well like you could go through all their defensemen, they have a good, uh, very good blue line. And, you know, I'm worried about Theodore and Pitarangelo offensively because they're not afraid to jump in on the rush. And when they're paired together in situations where the Golden Knights need a goal, they do pretty well. And, you know, they're going to give you chances, but they're going to take a lot of their chances. And you really have to play tight like you did against the Carolina Hurricanes because this is a Golden Knights team. Like I said, they're hot. They're, they're riding hot right now. They're high in the standings, one of the best teams in the, in the, in the league. They have a good offense. They're not afraid to score goals, but they aren't giving up many opportunities. So, you know, if you give up early goals, you're going to be in trouble because then you're clawing back in this one. We saw that how that worked out in Vegas. Now, there's one, there's like you look at these two teams on paper and style. These are two teams that play very different styles. The Leaf like the Leafs like to play that puck possession based game. The Golden Knights like to beat you on the rush. Um, so like, you know, people say style make fights, right? So I'm anticipating this game to be very entertaining at Scotiabank Arena if you are attending. But the least for me, if the game gets a little quiet, just take your chances. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, John Tavares. The Leafs do outpower the Golden Knights pretty heavily in terms of star power if you look at the roster side by side. And there's, you know, that's no shot at Vegas. Vegas is very well put together for this season to contend. That, you know, before the season we recorded our podcast, I said this is going to be one of the better teams in the league. I really felt like because I thought Eichel was going to take that step under Cassidy, and so far he's proved me right. But, you know, Nylander can break a game for you. Same with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And, you know, the guy making $11 million as your center, too, that wears 91, also the captain of your franchise, he's not a nobody either. He can certainly take the game to a new level. We saw that against the Philadelphia Flyers. John Tavares gets a lot of unnecessary criticism. There's a lot of critics out there that call him slow, they call him old or washed, and he's not living up to his contract. But John Tavares has made haters eat his words this season. Mitch, I'm going to ask you as we get to closer, not to the end, but just closer to the end here, um, who has been your Maple Leafs MVP so far this season? Has it been John Tavares, option A, or option B, William Nylander? Uh, honestly, I'd have to give it to both, but if I had to choose John Tavares, man, honestly, like, he Wednesday night he showed up, and that's what a captain's all about. He really shut people up after, like, because even myself, like, I've criticized him a bit in the past. Like, I think, like, I thought he was slowing down and stuff, but Wednesday, like, it totally shifted me. That hat trick in a must-win game, uh, like, he knew it was on the line and everything was at stake, so I got to give it to Johnny T this year so far. He had a big goal uh, yesterday in Carolina. 
So he's had a really good season, and I think like he's poised just to shut everyone up and just keep going for what he's been doing and living up to his hype. Because like that's what a captain's all about. He showed up in the big moments, and Wednesday was a really big moment for them. So I got to give it to Johnny T for sure. Yeah, you know Wednesday's game, and you know I can't believe I'm saying this, but the media made it feel like it was a must-win game. It literally felt like it was game seven all over again. And it was like, what, game seven of the regular season or something like that? It was ridiculous. It was a home game against the Philadelphia Flyers who, okay, the Philadelphia Flyers, their record might say one thing, but they are not as good as what their record says. And, you know, I was one of the only people in all of sports media regarding the NHL that said the Philadelphia Flyers are going to be hard to play against. And why I said John Tortorella doesn't have a great roster but he's going to come in and he's going to insert structure. And that's what he did with Philadelphia. And you know what? The Leafs dismantled them on home ice. It was a slow start at certain times. It was very close to. Um, but John Tavares, like I said, he as the captain took the team under his wing and excelled to a new level. He was the best player on the ice. It wasn't even close. You know, the other guys played good. Nylander was good. Marner, Matthews as well. But John Tavares soared to the highest level of his game. And he showed everybody that he's still an elite player and he could still play at a high level in the National Hockey League. And to me, that is why he is the captain. And that's what makes him an amazing captain. And I love what I saw against the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, this is a game where they're coming off three wins in a row now. So I guess, you know, you're not going to win every game. But a four-game win streak looks pretty good. And, you know... The Vegas Golden Knights, they're a very strong opponent, but this is a game that I really feel like if the Maple Leafs tighten up, they don't give many chances to Eichel and Mark Stone, I think they can be very successful. Mitch, the last thing I'm going to ask you here on today's episode of the Battleborn Leafs podcast is, you know, there's been a lot of talk out there. Do the Leafs go out and make a trade for a goaltender? Eric Schalgren looks like he's playing good so far. Keith Petruzzelli was just signed to be the backup. They do have an upcoming back-to-back this weekend, so I'm expecting to see Petruzzelli in at least one game. But, Mitch, do you think the Leafs should make a trade for a goaltender right now? It all depends on the status of Sam Sonoff, to be honest. Like, if it's a long-term injury, then I would I would for sure. But, again, like you said, I think you said earlier it's a short-term, so that's not really a huge concern. But, again, Murray's coming back, too, which is kind of nice. Murray should be back soon, which is nice. I know he's been skating. I don't know the extent of when he's going to be back. Who knows with him? But it's something I'd look, I'd, I'd look into, just like as a short-term thing. I'm sure there's a lot of great options out there, but I just look into it for now. But I think Calgary, and I think he can hold the fork at least for a couple weeks, so I wouldn't I I worry too hard. But it all depends on the status of uh, Murray and Sam Sonoff. So if I do this, I hold off for now. But uh, definitely this week I'd hold off. But again, moving forward, it's something I, I, I would definitely like look at if they have to. So, But right now, at the moment, I want to trade for a goalie. I trust, I trust Shalgren. So. All right, here's a question. So uh, Daily Faceoff came out with an article this morning about Leafs goaltenders and, you know, obviously if they made a trade, Kyle Loops his options. I'm going to give you two names here. Uh, from the article, James Reimer and Jonathan Quick. Would you have any interest if Kyle Dubas brought those guys in to uh, play for the Maple Leafs until uh, Sam Sonov and Matt Murray return? Jonathan Quick. Uh, honestly, I, either of them wouldn't hurt because, Murray, well, Reimer, we've seen him in Toronto before, so he's, he knows the system. And, uh, yeah, Quick, honestly, he's got playoff experience. That's what the Leafs need, so I would definitely look into getting Quick for sure. That'd be a great option until uh, Murray or Samson not come back. Yeah, but 
Yeah, a guy like that, I think, I, like, just one of those guys who can just hold the fork until uh, they come back. Like, I think, say, like, Sean he can hold the fork, but I don't think, I, I wouldn't rely on him too long. Like, and I know, like, Sam Sonoff, like, he actually did the job, like, for quite a while, but I don't think, like, Chalker's not going to do the job for a while. So, I think it's something, it's definitely something to be looking into, but I don't think it should be, like, their, uh, their main, main issue right now. I think they should be looking in to get more defense. But it's something I worthwhile, like that wouldn't hurt if they got another goalie at the moment. But it all depends on the status of Murray and Samsonov, so I'll just wait. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about Reimer and, and Jonathan Quick. Like, obviously, I wouldn't hate it. I like James Reimer more than I do Jonathan Quick right now. Obviously, you know, in regards to the money, it's a different conversation how you make that work. Um, but I'm I'm willing to kind of let Shalgren and Petruzelli go. Give them their opportunity here. Um, Petruzelli, he's been good. And, you know, one thing I do have a concern with, if he's completely ready for the NHL level, now, don't get me wrong. I love Keith Petruzzelli. I actually caught a couple of his games last year when he's with the Growlers. He had a 927 save percentage with the, uh, in the ECHL, so the East Coast. And, you know, he looked good. He's a taller guy. You know, everyone knows he's 6'5", 6'6", according to some – all these different websites say different heights. So I think the last time I saw it was 6'5", but I think this year he, he grew an actual inch in training camp. So 6'6", maybe now. Um, he's not the biggest guy. He's a bit of a, a slimmer build, but – He's active when he's in the in the crease. You know, he's a good goaltender. We saw him in the preseason. He gave up those three goals against the Ottawa Senators. You know, it's tough to grade him on just one game. But so far in the AHL, he's he's been good. And he's 6-0-0 this season. Uh, he's a 9-21 save percentage. He looks good. I think all signs are, you know, deserving of him getting this opportunity. But I just, I, I would be a little cautious. And you know, if he does have a stinker game on the weekend in that back-to-back situation, I don't think it's fair to kind of, you know, he's going to get a lot of hate from the Leafs fan base. It's the Leafs, right? We have, like, airheads who are going to, you know, rip him and say, you know, he should never get another shot. Similar to the people that's the rip just uh, Joseph Wall story nowadays. You know, those are both young goaltenders, right? And they're going to get their shot again. But Petruzzelli's done good, man. And, you know, he's got the size that you want for a goaltender. It seems like the Leafs are starting to prioritize goaltenders with size. They went out, right, and they acquired Matt Murray. They drafted Dennis Hildeby as well. Hildeby's another big guy at 6'6". So, you know, it's interesting. Matt Murray at 6'4", his own right. But it's interesting to see the Leafs starting to go with some taller goaltenders. Um, Maybe that's, you know, maybe what they prefer in the goaltending department with that new head coach, Curtis Sanford, and stuff like that. But... It's definitely going to be interesting. I don't know, man. I would let Petruzzelli and Shalgren kind of test the waters here. Um, Murray, like you said, is coming back. Because the problem is once you get Murray back, Sammy's back, then how do you work it all out with the cap, right? You don't need three strong goaltenders. I think right now the Leafs actually have a very good third goaltender in Eric Shalgren. Think about the league, like around the league. Who's got a third goaltender that you know has the potential and the upside as Eric Shalgren? And for my third goaltender, I want a goalie with upside, right? And for instances like this, Shalgren carries the upside. Petruzzelli is his backup. Obviously, not very experienced. Um, but, you know, I think there are upsides there. And for a team that wants to be a contender, it's always good to have upside than a safe floor. And, you know, today I think that, you know, leaves us close to the end of this episode. We pretty much covered all we want. Is there any last things you want to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs on today's show? Uh, I think I'm good. Just the goaltending something to keep your eye open looking forward. I agree with what you said. I would give Shalgren and uh, the other guy a chance for sure. Uh, and 
it's a good timing too. Like they're coming on a back to back, and they can really test the water and see what's going to happen with them. But again, like this is their time to prove themselves. I know. I think Murray will be back like relatively quick now that he's skating. But like it's time. Like I'm just. They're going to be getting one goalie back, so it's not really, like, worthwhile training one. But I would just, like, see. And I agree. Yeah, Schalder's really reliable. I, I've been impressed by him, too. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't really, like, blow them out of the water and, like, any have any bad games. But, like, he'll, I think he'll hold on for the time being. So I would just leave the goaltending, actually. And if it gets worse, which I doubt it will, then, like, like if they're statistically really, really bad, then that's when I would go and get one. But I would just leave it. Like, there's no concern. Your team's been like really hot right now. They could win their fourth straight tomorrow. Like, why, why, why chant? Why, why wreck anything? So just leave it and go from there. Yeah, and just to leave this on a last note here, I'm gonna say one thing. And in the off season, if you listen to the show, I, I left a, a you know a bit of a hot take out there and. You look at teams that win the Stanley Cup, most recently the Colorado Avalanche, of course. Um, but to win the Stanley Cup, you have to be a team that can play in all situations of a game. You have to be able to score maybe seven on a team in a blowout if it's a high-scoring game. you got to be able to also win a game that's a one nothing, 2 nothing grind. you got to be able to stay in games that you, know, you, you might be down a goal with 10 minutes to go. You're going to need a goal to at least tie that game and send it to OT. You need to be a team like that that's versatile in all situations. Whatever's thrown in front of you, you're able to overcome that adversity. And right now, I love this situation because I feel like we're starting to develop this least roster. Like I pointed out with John Tavares at the start of this episode, you could really tell yesterday in the Carolina game, he was playing a more central defensive role in the leaf structure and to me that is important because once we get to the grind parts of the season you know of course everybody's favorite thing to talk about the postseason and the playoffs you got to be a team that can be able to defend and tighten up your roster when you have a lead and sometimes this leafs team gets caught with lack of structure or they leave too much space and gaps between the forwards and the defensemen and they get burnt down the postseason we saw with tampa bay we've seen it tons of times with the boston bruins on the rush obviously this team looks on paper as the best they've had in the last you know few years under Kyle Dubas and his regime so I'm excited to see what this team has in store obviously they're playing their third string goaltender right now and they just beat two of the best teams in the league so I'm excited for this Leafs team and I have to say man I am really excited that they're starting to adapt and overcome adversity early because there's no better time than to learn than right now in these early months because that once we get to I guess that late stretch, usually after New Year's, then every point matters and it's a lot harder to test stuff like this. New systems, new structures, new personnel on different uh, you know, power plays and penalty kill units. I'm excited, I'm looking forward and I can't wait to tomorrow night against the Golden Knights. Yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. Should be a good one. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua and Selmo, and we'll be back with you guys again. On Wednesday, hopefully talking about a Maple Leafs victory. So